This podcast is brought to you by Church of Living Waters. Find out more information at colw.info. We hope you enjoy this week's message. So when someone loves your children, they're loving you. When you love one of God's children, you're loving God. Especially when you love the Lord Jesus Christ, you love the Father. There's no way to separate uh, the two. I want to pray uh, just together for the, the children today in the children's church, all of your children. Father, thank you. Thank you for the access we have to your throne, to your lap, to your feet, to your heart. Through the blood of the Lamb, your throne of grace. Thank you for the Lamb who's in the midst of the throne, ever interceding. Lord, today we pray for the precious children in this children's church. Whoever is represented here, aunt, uncle, father, mother, grandparent. Lord, we just praise you and thank you now. And we ask for your fresh oil upon them. We ask, Lord, for fresh empowerment. We ask for uh, now receiving what you have for them, Lord. You will not wait until they're older. Let it begin now, Lord. You fill with the Spirit even in the womb. Lord, we pray now for you to anoint and give understanding that cannot come from anywhere but from heaven. And Lord, we believe you to do this. And we put them in your hands, Lord, to preserve them from all evil. We pray a blessing over anyone who blesses our children. May you bless them and multiply that blessing back to them. We pray. In Jesus' holy name, amen. The book of Isaiah, the prophecies of Isaiah, uh, you shall have a song. This is the prophetic word of the prophet Isaiah. Those scriptures says that the prophets didn't really know what time or everything they were speaking about. They were speaking by the Spirit of God, and they were speaking forward to a time in a season, many of them didn't understand how the Messiah would come. They didn't understand uh, what would be happening in 2018, most certainly. But they spoke, and they spoke what God told them and what they saw. It was no false prophecy. And it spoke all the way into this day, into this hour, into your very life. And when you open the Bible in faith, and your ears are open to God, God Himself is speaking into your life. That faith comes by hearing a word from God. And today this word, you shall have a song. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 19. Now this prophecy is so powerful that it's not even comprehensible by the natural mind. It's an incredible promise. Verse 19, your dead shall live. This is not only speaking of the day of resurrection when bodies will come out of the sea, they will come out of the graves, they will come out of the mausoleums, they will come out of wherever the cemeteries, all over this land, all over this world. But it's also prophetic to anything dead and anything that's passed away and anything that seems gone. He speaks life and says, your dead shall live. Together with my dead body, they shall arise. And Christ is prophesying through the prophet Isaiah about his own resurrection and the resurrection life. Awake and sing. There it is. Even the dead will arise and sing. You who dwell in the dust. 
you who've just had it, you who have no way to pick yourself up, you shall have a song, and God's going to give you a song even when it seems like there's no way I can sing, there's no way I can praise. This is not about if you're a singer. It's not if you're a songwriter. It's not about if you know how to play an instrument. We thank God for that. One of the things we enjoy uh, coming here, have always enjoyed here amongst you, is the worship and the singing and the praising and the exalting of the Lord. I mean, it's uh, priceless. But not only those up here, the worship teams and, and those who are called to lead and be an example of worship, but many amongst you. There's praisers here in our midst. There's worshipers in our midst. There's those who, who love to enter in and exalt the Lord. He says, your dew is like the dew of herbs. And the earth shall cast out the dead. Everything the earth has tried to hold back and tried to, to stop. Uh, but it cannot stop it because this is the word of the Lord. Verse 20, God calls to his people, come my people, enter your chambers, your rightful chambers, your God-given chambers. You have a chamber. You might not have a big house. You might not have a prayer closet per se, but you have a chamber. Shut the doors behind you. You have every right in the midst of the most busiest, chaotic, crazy times, even your own life and family. You have a right to shut the door and hide yourself and forget about who you are in the natural and begin to be who you are in the spirit of Christ. Even for a little moment until the indignation is past. Verse 21. For behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish. If you don't believe the Lord is a God of judgment. You don't know his love. He comes to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. And the earth will disclose her blood. You know what that means? All the hidden things, the oppression, and people that are being tore up by the enemy. And, and using men who refuse to repent. And they're filled with wickedness. It's not just those that pass laws, but those who feel that there's no eye watching them. And nobody that sees what they're doing in, in their oppression and their prejudice and their lying and their uh, scandals that are hidden. And God says, I will come forth. There will be incredible things happening at this hour. The earth will disclose her blood and will no more cover her slain. Will no longer, it will be exposed. But in the midst of all these incredible things that will be happening, that are happening now, right now in the hour that you and I live, in the midst of that, right in the middle of that, again, verse 20 says, Come, my people, I'm going to give you a song. You're going to sing songs of joy. You might not receive a, a melody or a musical notes. You might not be a singer like me, but you're going to have a song. That means you're going to have fresh praise and exaltation. In the midst of all this going on, you will have a song. And those of you that feel you've lost your song, there will be a new song. That means this new season, God says, I'm, even if you're in the dust, I will bring forth even the dead will rise and they're going to sing to God. Go with me to the book of the chapter, Isaiah chapter 30, 
Isaiah chapter 30, verse 29. Here it is again. There it is. You shall have a song. That's, that's a prophetic word. You, let's say that together. You shall have a song. Let's do it one more time. You shall have a song. Let's do it one more time, a little bit bolder. You shall have a song. Prophet Isaiah was not speaking by the flesh, just hopeful, wishful thinking. He was speaking by the Spirit of God, speaking to the dead, speaking to the discouraged, speaking to the depressed, speaking to those who are weary and well-doing or in the battle. And he says, you shall have a song even in the night. Nighttime, there's nothing wrong with the night as long as you have the Lord, even the night. Is like the light to God. He sees. But the night is a time it's harder, more difficult to see. It's more difficult to, to uh, navigate through uh, everything that's going on because it's nighttime. Maybe the wind's blowing. Maybe there's even a storm. Uh, maybe there's a lot of chaos going on. But you shall have a song in the night when a holy festival, that's pointing to the covenant, is kept. And gladness of heart. Like when someone goes with a flute. Now that's pretty, you might, maybe you're more interested in electric guitar. Nothing wrong with that. Or the drums. But for some reason, maybe for, uh, if you, tienes como mucho machismo, you might think the flute is real, you know, uh, sissy. But there's something about a flute that is lighthearted, responsive. It's like nothing, even though it might not sound that powerful, there's something about a flute. You're going to go like someone with a flute singing this song and no one's going to take that song from you and it's going to help you come into the mountain of the Lord not to the weak one to the mighty one of Israel the Lord of victory the one who defeated sin and death the one who even the demons tremble even at the thought or the believing mention of his name the mighty one of Israel. He's going to get you there before him. And this, this is the same. This is something we're sharing today. It's something that terrifies. It absolutely terrifies the powers of darkness. It's what Satan does not want happening in your life. He does not want you to have a new song. He does not want you to sing to God. He does not want you to keep your praise to him and to continue on blessing the Lord oh my soul from the rising of the sun to the going down thereof when I'm feeling strong when I'm feeling very weak I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth and even when you're not strong enough to lift your voice have you ever had your breath taken out of you or you can barely even that's happened to me where I couldn't even talk but even then you, you're going to give God the praise. Now look why Satan. Look at what the devil's worried about. Verse 30. If you don't think the devil worries, where do you think worry comes from? If you don't think he fears, where do you think the spirit of fear comes from? Verse 30. The Lord will cause his glorious voice to be heard. When there's a people who've just received this, you will have a song in the night. And they believe this. God's going to cause his voice to be heard and people that didn't even expect to hear his voice and he will show the descent of his arm 
with the indignation of his anger, that's against the devil and all the works of darkness, and the flame of a devouring fire with scattering. I don't know what all this is, but I want to be on the right side of this, not the wrong side. <laughs> Tempest, hailstones, because through the voice of the Lord, Assyria, that's the enemies that are against everything that's of God, everything good, everything that wants salvation to the lost. The Assyrian will be beaten down as he strikes with a rod. And in every place where the staff of punishment passes, which the Lord lays on him. Look at this. It will be with tambourines. You might not physically have a tambourine. You don't have to physically and harps. You don't have to. I love harps. I don't know how to play a harp. But you have a spiritual harp. And it's where God has led you in your journey from the time you're saved and believed in him and everything you've passed through. And every time the devil thought he had you good and down and God raised you up again. And you have those different strings to play. And have you ever seen a real professional uh, or a, a real anointed uh, harp player? It's not just one handed. It's, it's with every hand. I'm talking about God bringing forth a testimony. And he says, it's going to happen. You're going to have a song in the battles of brandishing. He will fight with it. There's many people in the church today. Now, there's no good news. We could stand and give you a positive word, but there's no good news without the living hope of Jesus Christ and what he's accomplished on the cross. His victory, the power of his blood. There's many today that don't know what the Lord will do to your enemies. And that's why it's easy to get discouraged because when you're being attacked and you're going through and you're feeling bombarded and even those in your family don't understand you, what you got to know is God has plans for your enemies. And I'm not talking about wishing bad on people that hurt you. Our battle is not with flesh and blood. But God will trample Satan underneath your feet. God will fight with your enemies. God will make it good. God will take it personal. If you just wait and let him fight the battle, you're going to have a song and God himself. Listen to this word, Isaiah 49, 25. I will fight with those who fight with you and I will save your children. Listen to that promise. God says, I'm going to fight with those who are fighting with you. You got to believe it. You got to believe anything coming against me. And I don't mean just me personally, poor old me, poor little pity party me. I'm not talking about me and, and my little pity party. I'm talking about anything coming against the God who called me. And put me on this earth. I can't help that I'm a dolphin among sharks. I can't help that. I didn't choose to live in the sea. I didn't place myself there. Jesus said, I chose you out of the world. And now you're in the world. You're not of the world. God says, I'm going to help you get back your song in every season, every new season of your life. But the first thing we have to realize... To gain back our song. What does it mean to get your song back? It doesn't mean you just remember. I love remembering old hymns or songs that I sing. There's nothing wrong with that. God does that too. But he also helps you get back 
this fresh praise, your praise to God, your, your praise where you do battle. But to get back your song, you must realize it's not your song. I should repeat that. You have to first realize it was not your song to begin with. It's the Lord's song. And through the song of the Lord is where you gain your song. Go with me just a moment. Let's look at this because it's so amazing. At the book of Mark, chapter 14. How many are thankful for the word of God? Mark chapter 14. I'm amazed at this. This mesmerizes me. People talk about meditation and they talk about, you know, all those things. I meditate on this. I stare at this. I behold this. My mouth drops at this. Not always physically, but spiritually. If you could see me spiritually, this is how I am. That might not look real appealing there. It's okay. If we're of a sober mind, it's for your sake. But if we're beside ourselves, it's to God. Mark 14. Look at the Lord Jesus on the earth. Verse 26. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. You say, what's the big deal? So they sung a hymn. The Lord Jesus, the night he was betrayed... The night they were all arguing who's the greatest. The night Peter would deny him. The night he would go on. He knew he was leaving this world. It says, when they sung a hymn, on his way to suffer for you, he sang a song. I understand the other disciples. They seen Jesus calm the sea. They seen Jesus cast out legion, raise the dead. They seen him with his wisdom that no man, no, and the, the most educated could not combat. But the Lord, knowing he was going to the Garden of Gethsemane, knowing he would be arrested, knowing that not only he would be beaten physically, but also mentally, spiritually, in every other way conceivable, he sang a song. So what does that mean? That means he was delighted to suffer for you. That means he said, I will rejoice. He blessed the Father on high. He blessed his holy name. Verse 27, then Jesus said to them, all of you are going to be made to stumble because of me this night. Because it's written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. In the midst of that, the Lord sang a hymn with his disciples. And that hymn wasn't just a hymn. It was praise to Almighty God, to his holy name. Verse 28. But after I've been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Say raised. He said, I'm most delighted to suffer for you. I will sing over you. Most of you know that uh, wonderful word in Zephaniah where he says, God will dance over you. 
He will sing over you. He is delighted in you. And before you can really have a fresh song in any season, you have to know that God is singing over you. You have to know that it delighted his heart to suffer for you. It was his good pleasure to lay down his life. And you have to know that he was raised. And you got to know that he still sings over you even this day, this hour. Hebrews 2.12, listen to this. I will declare your name to my brethren. This is Jesus. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you. That's the Lord Jesus talking after his resurrection. This is prophetic of who he is at the right hand of the Father. This is an assembly today, right? It's assembly here. We've been singing to God today. And Jesus said, I still sing over you. And any time you gather, any time you may be alone, but there's times we must gather. And as we gather and sing to him, God says, I'm in the midst of you and I'm singing over you. Just like when I was on the earth and even now I sing over you. If you want a fresh song, it begins right here. This verse absolutely blows my mind. If you read all that chapter, and I encourage you to read the word with the Holy Spirit, it blows my mind that Jesus the Christ, the Lord of glory, the Lord of all, He is Lord of all. He says, I will declare your name, Father, to my brethren. I will make them know who you are, how you are, the way you are. I will bring them even out of the dust. I will bring them out of, I don't care what the devil's thrown at them. And when they go to sing to me, there I am singing in the midst of the assembly, giving praise. So, your name is holy. He still does. Tell your neighbor he still does. But many people don't have a song. Today, this is what this message is about. Or you have a song, and God's wanting to give you a new song. But there's many people, they've never heard the Lord's song, and so they've never heard the joy of God over them. They're not able to sing. I would go, right after I got saved, uh, um, the Spirit filled me. I used to wear these T-shirts that had, like, uh, I don't know, uh, it had all kinds of uh, devil bands. And I got so many compliments. I mean, people would go out of their way to say, hey, man, I like your shirt. And they, they would be all, you know, like, all right, man, cool essay. Awesome. And it would be all filthy, demonic, all kinds of bands that just, you know, they're lost. But then after I got saved, I'm standing in the grocery store line singing songs to God, not trying to show off. It's just coming out of me that... Even little songs that you might think is pathetic, like, uh, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. And even women with their baskets and their babies can go to the other aisle over here. Ah, oh, it's evil. It's evil. I was like, I started getting self-conscious, like, what? somebody behind me? But see, if they don't have a song, they don't understand. I want you to look at the seriousness of why you're here on the earth, why it's so important. Go with me to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 47. And the kingdom of heaven 
is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered some of every kind, which when it was full, they drew to shore and they sat down and gathered the good into vessels. But they threw the bad away. And so it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come forth, separate the wicked from among the just, and cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. I remember that revelation coming to me. I was in some house by myself just praising God. Well, the Bible says praise Him at all times. Got nothing better to do. I'm not at work today. I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to praise you. If you believe God is delighted to sing over you, you got to believe it delights Him to sing to Him. The Lord's portion is His people, and you are my portion, Lord. So I just want to praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And you'll feel dumb sometimes. Sometimes even alone, you'll feel like, like, like the devil comes and says, you're so stupid. And that's where you got to push through. God said, I'll have a song. I don't care if I sound, if I have a beautiful voice or not. And I'm going to praise you. You saved me. I don't want to get dull. I don't want to get dead. I don't want to dwell in the dust. And in the midst of praising him, the Spirit of God just fell in that house. And, you know, the Spirit's with you. You're born again. But there's a difference when He manifests in a room or in your house or in your car. And it just melts you down to the floor. And there He, he showed me a revelation. Some of the young people that I used to smoke weed with and get drunk with or even push them to drink more or do violence or things that God condemns. And He showed me many of them dying in their sins and how the, all that came to me was I'm worse than them and here I am in your presence now that's through Jesus Christ when that hits you look at verse 51 Jesus said have you understood all these things and they said yes Lord and they really didn't they understood a little bit they really didn't then he said to them therefore every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven He's like a householder who brings out of his treasure things new and old. Yes. Say new and old. God says, I'm going to give you new things. This is my kingdom. And I always have new things for my children. He says, but if you get to a place in your life where you're having a hard time receiving new things, church is just church to you. It's just going through the routine. Or you, your, your life, your Christian walk. He says, what I'm going to do is I'm going to remind you of also things I've given you in the past. And, and I'm going to remind you so you're going to open up and you're going to receive new things. Even a new song. What is a new song? It's fresh praise to God. It's the first love. It's your intimacy. It's no matter hell or high water, whatever the devil does or people say, I'm praising you, Lord. I'm ask my wife if you. Book of Psalms, chapter 40. Yes. Yes. I appreciate you stopping to hear the word. 
the prophecies that were spoken long before for you. I'm so thankful to be part of this graduation. Yesterday, everything I was hearing at the graduation, the Holy Ghost talking to the young people and the parents. In the Old Testament, the New Testament, the stop, yield, the go, the true word. If you're going to go, you have to first. Even the youth get weary, but you got to wait on the Lord. And he'll empower you. And he'll take you forward to his purpose. We won't turn there, but even the scripture speaks to that. Let's speak to you young people. You've graduated. God says in Psalms 32, listen to this word. I'm not going to turn there. Just listen. Verse 7. You are my hiding place. You will surround me with songs of deliverance. Selah. And then God speaks. Verse 8. He says, oh, you want to make me your hiding place? Oh, you want to believe me and my word's true? I will instruct you and I will teach you in the way you should go with my eye upon you. God says, you want to believe me? Oh, you paid attention to me? Oh, you believe that I called you? You believe that I anointed you? You believe that I put you here? Even though the world gets scary and all this pressure, what am I going to do? I just want to, you know, really reach great heights. We don't really know what that is. God says that if you make me your hiding place and you believe that I'll surround you with songs in every season of your life, yes, graduation, yes, college, yes, marriage, yes, whatever you face, hospitals, funerals, loss of friends, I'm going to instruct you and teach you every step of the way. Psalm chapter 40, verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me. He heard my cry. He also brought me out of a horrible pit. Let me tell you. Out of the miry plain. Out of the quicksand. And he set my feet upon a rock. He established my step, even when my steps were trembling and my knees were trembling and I wasn't real sure of my step. He established my steps. Verse 3. He has put a new song in my mouth. That's fresh praise, but it is revelation praise. Can you say that? Revelation praise. Say that. One more time. One more time. You know what that is? I will declare your name to my brethren, and I'm going to sing along with them. As they're getting revelation of who you are and singing fresh praises through every season and every, I'm going to give them new songs, and they're going to be praising not just church songs, but out of revelation of who he is and how he is, even facing death. God says even your dead are going to sing. My church is going to sing their way through whatever you believe about what tribulation you're going to go through or not go through. This world is full of tribulation. God says, I prophesy into my people and my church, you will have a new song. So he 
easy to look at other believers and say, man, they got it together. It's easy to hear a preacher and think, wow. But me, I'm just, you go on, you go head on. I'll be over here, hopefully I'll make it. Maybe I'll make it to heaven. You go on and not realize. He said, no, this is for every single one of my children who believe in me. You know what it's going to do when you receive this? And you believe praise to our God. Many will see it and they will fear and they will put their trust in the Lord. God's people are not without problems. And strange, fiery trials. Go down to verse 12. Same person speaking. For innumerable evils have surrounded me. You ever been there? My iniquities have overtaken me. Even your own sins. So that I'm not able. I want to. I want to praise God. I want to rejoice in the Lord. I want to walk in victory. I want to share Jesus with everyone without shame or fear. I want to do that in school, in college, at my work, amongst my family. But I'm having a hard time looking up. Because we forget about the power of the blood of Jesus. That's why he says it's going to be like a holy festival. Memorial Day, it's here. God says, I want you to remember before you ever sing a song to me, I sing my song over you, and I gladly, gladly sing my song over you, and I still sing over you. On the night he went out to the Garden of Gethsemane, before he was nailed to that old rugged cross, the Bible says he sang a hymn. And what do you think? The disciples were over there all encouraged, and Jesus was over there like, yeah, you guys are all going to leave me. Praise to the Father Almighty, the Mighty One of Israel. Yeah, yeah, you guys don't even mean it. No, with all his heart, he was there praising. He saw their salvation, your salvation, our salvation. And with great joy, he said, I get to suffer for you. I'll do it over again if I had to. Thank God he suffered once. Stay there. You believe God sings over you? It wasn't when he was riding on his chariot. You know what it was? When they were arresting him and beating him. When that first drop of blood in the garden fell, it was for you. He says, you're going to have a new song. You shall sing to God. But this Memorial Day, you have to remember, it's the Lord's song. Stay there. The enemy came. Verse 15, and said to me, aha, aha, say that, come on, many of us have gossiped or said aha before, but it's really the word of the enemy, aha, aha, we caught him, you failed, she failed, aha, the voice of the devil comes saying, aha, mocking you, verse 16 says, let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. And to those that love your salvation, say these words, the Lord be magnified. By life or by death, 
If we live, we belong to the Lord. If we die, we belong to the Lord. We're not going to be afraid of death anymore. That uh, testimony, that great testimony. I'm through preaching. Stay there. That great testimony uh, our brother, Pastor Lamb, shared about Pastor Raji over there in Syria, part of the underground church. He got busted doing what he was unlawful to do, which was preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they arrested him and they stripped him down bare and threw him in a freezer and left him there to die. And as he was there and the hours passed and he was freezing to death, the thought hit him, do I want to die with not, not having praise on my lips? And he began to sing to God. He wasn't thinking, oh, Lord, just get me out of this. He thought, I'm, I'm a goner. I know I'm dead. I'll never see my family again. But I don't want to die because whether I live or die, I'm the Lord. And he began to praise God. And his testimony, as he was praising and singing to God there, no one there in a dark uh, walk-in freezer with not a stitch of clothing on, he felt a warmth come down over his head, over his hands, over his entire body and completely clothed him. After many hours, they came in there to see and find that dead body. And what they found was a man standing there with no shame, giving praise and honor to the living God. If we live, we're the Lord's. If we die, we're the Lord's. Whether we live or die. You young people, and whatever seasons in your life, too, remember this. You shall have a song. You believers, you're in a school, too, right? How many of you are in the school of Christ? You shall have a song in this new season. I'm going to ask everyone to stand. Stay right there. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We pray you were encouraged and would love to hear from you. For more information on Church of Living Waters, check out colw.info.